Hey everyone, welcome to the newest episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. Today's guest joins me from St. Louis, Missouri. He's a hyperpop singer-songwriter with two new songs out right now called Hardcore Miserable and Out the Bed. They're super catchy and fun. You need to go listen to them. But before we start, please make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. And on that note, please welcome Luke Markinson. I like your albums in the back. Thank Very you. Cool setup. I like to uh, to have fun and throw up different ones, and depending on what I think maybe the person listens to or whatever the vibe of the day is, I'll, I'll switch it up. So today it's a little more colorful because I feel like mm. your music is is very vibrant. Whereas yesterday I had like very black records because it was more right. uh, haunting the the person, the music I was going after. That's cool. Yeah, I love that Phoenix record so much. Thanks. It's yeah, so that's a, it is a great album. It's one of my uh, one of my staples from like my high school era. I was listening to it all the time. Well, Luke Markinson, thanks for joining me for an episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. I'm excited to have you on. As I understand it, you have two new songs coming out tomorrow. Actually, we're recording this the day before you release Hardcore Miserable and Out the Bed. But uh, before we get started talking about that, I kind of want to throw it all the way back and ask you about, do you remember the day you first heard that Vine was getting shut down? Yes, I do remember that moment, and it was a bit traumatic for me, I'm going to be honest. Um, I I was really big on Vine. Um, Me and my best friend, Skylar, um, made videos like almost every day and so when I heard Vine was getting gonna get shut down and I couldn't put out music anymore I was super sad um but it had a well-lived life you know like I feel like some of the best memes and videos are from Vine so I feel like it will live on in spirit at least Vine certainly has lived on in spirit I think like anyone I know who's my age looks back on you know the times of vine as like a as a golden age of of memes and jokes and like it was pretty uh forward thinking i think you know having yeah. every video be under seven seconds that must have had kind of an impact on the way you write and record music nowadays you know if that's how you consumed it so much and how you put out music right for sure i feel like you know, making music on Vine where you need to grab someone's attention immediately, like just really taught me to make catchy choruses and like really lure people in with like the start of the song. Um, So that's what I've tried to do on um, these two songs, Out the Bed especially. I wanted to make sure the chorus was, you know, right in the beginning so it could get stuck in people's heads as quick as possible, you know? It's very smart. I mean, that is how things seem to be always going you know you've got to have things to be catchy right off the bat especially if you're making you know futuristic pop or or hyper pop you know whatever you want to call it but it's it 
is always immediately catchy and that seems to be something you're you have a very strong suit in tell me about the writing and recording process for these new two songs hardcore miserable and out the bed so i've been working on these songs since i want to say like august um so i worked with uh my friend will who's a producer in la for hardcore miserable um and my friend landon too um and yeah i got the beat from them um you know wrote all of the lyrics worked with um will to make sure like the vocals were really good you know we sent versions back and forth to each other um and yeah same with landon um so usually like what my process is is i'll get some sort of instrumental that's really raw and not developed and i'll just you know sing random like I'll hum or sing random things um and then start to sort of build a story so with these two songs I was you know going through a breakup um so I was really just inspired about like the feelings I had um with that person in the relationship and sort of reflecting after um and that's why it it's been taking so long um you know to put them out is because I just really wanted to make sure you know what I was saying was right and authentic that's a great goal to have you know to be able to to tell that story the way you want to tell it what has been kind of a learning lesson for you over the years because you've released songs before this uh has there been anything specific about these two songs that kind of taught you something new when it comes to the writing and recording process or just uh being a creative in general for sure um i think sometimes um i get a little carried away with trying to do a lot i feel like there's so much music out there right now um you know artists are releasing music like never before so i um at least for my past few songs was really trying to have a um, maximalist approach and with these two songs I thought it was better just to be more like vulnerable um, and really like be clear about the message behind the songs and just sort of sonically um, how it was presented do you feel like being more vulnerable in the songwriting process was that easier or was it harder than you thought oh way harder it's so much easier you know to write um superficial lyrics about you know going out or hanging out with friends you know not that they're wrong in any way like everyone loves those things and they're fun it's it's pop it should be an enjoyable you know listening experience but um i just i i don't know i wanted to like make these songs at least very meaningful and like deep in any way um and even though it is pop music and it's accessible i still feel like i was able to be super creative with these two songs they are very experimental to me at least like there's a lot going on with the sound design i think it's interesting that you say it was harder to be more vulnerable because i feel the same way although when you think about it it's like when you're being vulnerable in your songwriting you're just drawing typically from your own dark experiences not necessarily dark but just your experiences and you would think because you've lived these things and you have these things in you that you should just be able to bring it out. And it's not the case. Usually it's like you just don't want to go there. 
So was there was there a moment where you were like nervous or scared to put it out and you had to kind of overcome that? For sure. I feel like, you know, people always try to suppress like what's uncomfortable for them. Um, even when you know something to be true, it's hard to sort of, um, you know, be yourself and be out there. I, as someone who's now out as gay, like it was really hard for me um, to come out and deal with that. And so I feel like it was almost a little bit similar, you know, being able to be vulnerable and, you know, express myself with these songs. Um, something hard was um, on TikTok. I've been teasing these songs a little bit and I was pretty nervous to put them on the app because people are brutal. Like when you hide behind a screen, like, you know, you can say anything really without a lot of consequences. And um, yeah, so I was just nervous about the response. Luckily, it's been really positive and supportive. So I'm happy, you know, that I did that now. Yeah, I mean, people on the internet are going to be brutal no matter what. You just have to know in your own heart that it's something you appreciate and that you love and the right people are going to hear it and love it as well. Like I said earlier, I do love the sound design on these two songs especially. Do you have any influences or artists you look up to that you feel like are great with sound design? Definitely Charlie XCX is like my ultimate idol. Um she is such like integral part of like why I do what I do um and yeah her uh Troy Savon too really inspires me um Elio too and I know she was on your show which was so dope I checked that out um but yeah she just dropped um a project that I've literally been listening to every single day it's so good so all of those artists like Elia's new EP you've been listening to? Yeah. Yeah, it's fire. It's so She's it's fire. so good. What's really funny is when I asked her to do the interview, I didn't know when I asked her that she had any sort of affiliation with Charlie at all. And it was like right. it was like 30 minutes before I did the interview, I looked up some article and like <laughs> all of like, you know, how Elio is her new prodigy and all this stuff. I was like, holy shit, I got to ask her about all this. Uh, yeah, that's really cool that um, you watched it and that you are such a Charlie XCX fan because I, I do hear it in your music for sure. You've got uh, very similar, you know, hyper pop tendencies. Uh, and I'm glad that you uh, you reached out to me and that we got to do this and uh, that you like Elio. That's really fucking. Yeah. Sick. Your song Never Alone was put on Charlie XCX's XCX's playlist uh the beats by dr dre playlist on apple music what was that like when you found that out literally when i tell you i was freaking out like i never have before like i was literally running around the house screaming at my parents they had no idea what any of that meant um but i was so ecstatic like for me that felt you know just like finally what i was doing in my passion was like paying off somehow and the world was like I don't know, giving it back to me. Um, So that was like super validating to see that. And also the fact that I just to know that she's like heard my voice and my music and liked it enough to, you know, put it on a playlist is insane. It's insane. Yeah. Can't even articulate it. 
so what did he get an email did he get a phone call like how did you find out i was just mentioned on twitter and they were like these are some of the artists like featured on it and i was like you're uh, kidding yeah <laughs> like uh, like where's the camera am i unpunked like i feel like this is a joke um dude, that's amazing that's such a an event that all artists look for you know that that recognition that recognition or validation from some higher entity that tells us like yes you are on the right track exactly totally yeah it felt so good awesome well that's gonna take us over to the last five here where i'm just gonna ask you five quick questions and then we'll be done man all right sounds good awesome well number one is logic or ableton logic logic so have you ever tried to use ableton no no it's uh you know i would say stick with what you're what you like what you're good at it's fun to experiment around i like logic for uh most things but it's fun to experiment around in ableton just because it's kind of a a weirder outlook than logic is and i, I think it's uh it's pretty good for on the fly creative ideas as opposed to like starting a track from you know start to finish oh for sure i want to get more into production and try it out yeah you, you absolutely should have you ever done any production of your own tracks um no not yet i mean um i'll just yeah record the vocals raw pretty much and mix them like a little bit but i'm i'm really not that good at that um but i want to start take i mean the school i'm at um is gonna start offering production classes next year so i'm excited to like learn how to do that there you go yeah i always feel like if you know how to produce your own tracks you can like it just adds an extra element of you to the entire song you know what i mean exactly but i also really like um collaborating with other people because i feel like you know they also bring sort of their own inspiration to the mix and like sometimes having like you know those different perspectives and i don't know just ways of making music like are really cool and unique 100 percent, i totally agree and you can do it all virtually now yeah it's great everything in my life is virtual i have no classes in person um I'm so used now to just, you know, sending tracks over to artists, like talking, like it's second nature at this point. Yeah, it's the new normal. Literally, yeah. Well, question two is, what do you think is a perfect album front to back? Ooh, okay, good question. A perfect album. Hmm. I mean, I want to say um, Pop 2 by charlie xcx um which is i guess technically a mixtape but like that's sort of okay same thing. we'll take it it's it's okay um also bloom by beach house i mm. really really love very interesting i love Blue yeah. beach house but i don't know if i've ever listened to bloom from start to finish i uh was big on uh depression cherry for sure yeah yeah you got it depression cherry is really cool though um yeah ppp i think is my favorite beach house song so i love it's I a love great one. one i always love sparks that that song is ridiculous yeah and they got so much inspiration from like my bloody valentine and like shoegaze artists like that so i feel like that with their like unique songwriting like they're just so good i love them 
I think Loveless by My Bloody Valentine might be, it is in my top five albums of all time. Yeah, I'm literally in a Facebook group about Loveless memes. Like, the whole group is just dedicated to that. And they post, like, the funniest memes all the time. You should join. send me that. (laughs) I need to be a part of this. I will. Awesome. I, uh, yeah, that album is so huge for me. Like, it took me a while to get into it, too. Like, it wasn't exactly very accessible for me. Like, I loved the first song, but I couldn't get past uh, the rest. And uh, yeah. one day it just clicked. I was like, oh, it's not just noise. Like, there's so much going on. There's so many layers to this. Exactly, yeah. At first, like, take, you're like, what? This isn't even music. Like, what am I listening to? Um, and I feel like that's kind of with some hyper-pop music now. Like, a lot of people don't give it a chance because um, it is very maximal and like you know unique um and loud sometimes but like once you start you know getting into the genre it's really unique and cool totally agree so question number three is who's your dream artist or producer to work with okay you already know the answer to this one gonna say charlie of course gonna say troy um elia would be dope too um i could see it you guys have great voices i would be actually honored to do a song with her yeah i don't know i mean i'm really open honestly with i love collaborating with people yeah that's cool you have a good way of i mean every song so far you've collaborated with someone right exactly yeah that's really cool because i've Uh, It took me a while to collaborate with anyone because the opposite side of that is almost being like scared that your track's going to get changed or messed up because someone else has a different opinion. But that's awesome that you jump into this whole thing, uh, this whole songwriting thing, having only collaborated with people, because I think that's a great uh, that's a great way of approaching things. Yeah, just keep an open mind. I mean, music brings people together like people love music you know you get to go to concerts and be with people or dance with your friends or whatever so i feel like you know why should also creating music just be in a solo thing um but yeah i mean not not to say you know don't make music by yourself i think sometimes the most powerful like lyrics come from you know um introspection but you know at least some aspects of it i feel like are really helpful to do that yeah there's no wrong way to do it and it's cool to try both ways yeah awesome question number four is what's on your musical rotation right now musical rotation you Bree gave Runway. elio the shout out i gave elio the shout out that's on there brie runway new album slaps i've heard she the is, name and i haven't listened to her yet she is insane so talented um yeah that for sure what else? Um, I was listening to the 1975 a bit, a brief inquiry into online relationships. Um, also, that kid, Crush, I really like. It's a super fun project. I don't know that one. That kid? He's a hyper-pop artist. Um, gotcha. So, he, yeah, he's made, like, music with Slater. Do you know her? I know the name, you know. When it the comes name, to hyper-pop, yeah. I know, like, I'm, like, one layer in the probably hundred yeah layer deep oh it's so deep hole. you can yeah. you can yeah really go into it um yeah what about you what have i been listening to yeah oh man no one's asked me that <laughs> let me think well it's funny because doing this show 
most of the time I'm listening to the artists I'm about to interview or uh, artists that like I'm trying to look for artists and find some. So I'll go down multiple rabbit holes of listening to like three songs at least by 50 different people in a week just to like see, you know, sift through who's right. uh, who's out there and who I should send invitations to and all that. And um, but other than that, if we exclude that, I guess I've been listening to uh, One O Tricks Point Never a little bit, who's uh, an electronic artist. You may know him if he did uh, like the scores for the Safdie Brothers movies, Uncut Gems. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the score to that, um, and that's how I first heard about him. So then I kind of went into his discography and found some stuff, and yeah, it's funny because electronic music hasn't really been like electronic dance music where there's no words typically has not really been something I've ever gotten into until maybe the last few months. And I've kind of found some artists that I really like, uh, like him. Um, I like, of course I'm going to do the whole thing that everybody does and check their Spotify. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's like, let me check my Spotify. So now I'm going to be that guy that does that. Um, Oh, of course, uh, Deer Hunter and Atlas Sound. Who they're like? I the love same. Deer Hunter. Yeah, Bradford Cox is a legend to me. I would love to meet him and like collaborate with him on something. Dope. But, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it pretty short, you know. But those those few for sure. Um, that's cool to be asked that. That like took me <laughs> by surprise. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm always looking for new music to listen to. You know, nice. So. Yeah, well, I can send you some after, and you can send me a, a few as well. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, the last question here is, I'm actually going to do two more, only because I see my man Frank in the back of your room. <laughs> I got to ask. Yeah, he's there. Channel Orange or Blonde? Okay, I used to say Channel Orange, but I don't want to say Blonde now. Yeah, what yeah. changed? Um, I don't know. I just have more of an appreciation for it. I don't know. I saw him actually perform Blonde, a lot of songs from Blonde at FYF Fest. I almost went to that. It was literally one of the best nights of my life. It was so fun. Wow. And Brad Pitt was there to do that music video, right? He brought out Brad Pitt, and we were all so confused. First, I didn't know who it was, and I was like, wait, that's Brad Pitt. What is he doing? They, like, acted out a song together. It was great. Yeah, very interesting. I would love to see Frank live. I mean, that just sounds like an experience. For sure. And uh, that my actual last question before I saw your poster okay. was uh, uh, Vine or TikTok? Mm. I mean, Vine is always going to have a special place in my heart. So I'm going to say Vine, but I'm TikTok's the future. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> vine know. is like oh like it will nostalgic. never it's yeah nostalgic there you go but vine is or tiktok is the future i still don't have a tiktok and uh well i actually made one and i made one stupid little thing and never did anything else with it again i'm kind of worried that i would get totally addicted and i don't need another thing to be like on my phone for it's super easy to get addicted like the for you page is made for that like endless scrolling you know just literally videos cater to what you like 
yeah i don't know i feel like you could honestly make cool music i see a lot of um either music reviewers or just people sh- like being like best new artists on tiktok and they do really well i don't know yeah that i mean it makes sense it seems like it's a platform that can really be a host for any sort of hobby or activity and i'm like you know it would be cool to be on it and do the things like like best new artist and make a tick of tiktok of that or whatever but it just to me i'm like i already i got this going on and just yeah like, yeah yeah, if yeah. It's, my heart's not in it i don't feel like i'm gonna make as much of a dent in the tiktok world as someone who's oh like yeah for sure for it, sure you know? for sure i get yeah. that well cool luke markinson thanks for joining me on the show and talking about your two new singles, which are out now as the episode is out, called Hardcore Miserable <laughs> and Out the Bed. It's cool that we get you the day before the release, you know, get your thoughts. Yeah. If you interv- if you interviewed me tomorrow, I'd be all over the place. So this is probably better for both yeah, of yeah. us. Yeah, get, yeah. Get a very composed Luke here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, like I said, everybody needs to go check it out. Hardcore Miserable and Out the Bed. They're going to be on Spotify, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. And yeah, man, thanks again for coming on and talking to me. Yeah, thanks for having me Anytime, so much. Anytime, man. I'll talk to you later. See you, Luke. All right, see Bye. ya. Get up the bed. Don't you forget all of the memories that we collect. Thank you again for joining me for another episode of On That Note with Parker Whirling. If you haven't yet, please make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, and you can even leave a comment down below to let me know who you're listening to. On that note, I'll see you guys next time. You're in my head.